0: Everybody, Welcome to Yeah But Still. Today with us, um, a guest that we've, we've wanted to have on for a very long time and um, finally have him. We have Keith Buckley of Every Time I Die. Um, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for Thanks for uh, having
1: me today. I appreciate it. I wanted to do this for a while too. I don't know why it wasn't sooner. But
0: I know. Well, we want to do it in person and you're, yeah. you're a busy man, but now it's just like that's completely ruled out.
1: Now I'm just trapped in my house. I know. Yeah. Same Picking here. Picking beans today. That's what I was doing. Picking beans. Well, you got some beans in the mix? Back I got in... some beans. My daughter picked them out in the garden and she handed it to me right before I started this, but she like didn't give me any anything to dip it in. So I'm not going to, what the fuck am I going to do with a be- with a raw bean? Raw no beans. Did you, no. did
2: you tell her that?
1: No, I didn't. Uh, I would have saved it until she's about to go to sleep. just want (laughs) to let you know i'm really disappointed in no dips today
0: (laughs) yeah wake her you wake her up
1: (laughs) you know i (laughs) just shaking your mind like there's been something's been on my mind uh she's uh you (laughs) didn't ranch with this bean today and i'm still upset about it
0: yeah she's got to learn um Mm -hmm. well i'm really excited to have you because i mean dude i'll have to set the stage when i was uh i I was listening to your band and i was uh i not a young lad, but like, like entering kind of like becoming, you know, a teen, I guess, like probably 13 yeah. into so high puberty. school. Like and we're puberty? like, yeah, I mean, and then into high school, like enough where we're like discovering music kind of and yeah. fully me and my gr- group of friends were like fully nerding out on you guys. Like you had, we had some like video that must've come with like a CD of like mm-hmm. you guys all hanging out in your backyard. And we were like, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We used yeah. to watch that multiple times and be like, dude, these guys are the coolest people I've ever seen.
2: Like, they for sure have sex. That's so weird to me. I can't imagine. You told me about this, that you guys would just watch them drink beers. It's literally awesome. It was like, I don't remember the (laughs)
0: content. It was like,
2: literally you guys
0: in like a backyard, which now I realize is a normal house that had like a small pool, I think. And we were Mm. like, damn, every time I die has a mansion. No, so that was um
1: that was our manager at the time Paul Conroy's house and we were just in he lives outside of Philadelphia so we were just like in town and uh they're like well we got to, we have a day off so maybe we should try to film some like bonus content or something so our friend had a video camera and ev- like ev- literally everything is just on like on the spot there's no script there's no plan whatsoever uh we were just kind of cruising around his house and um Andy the guitar player was sort of leading the the tour but it turned out pretty good, I think. I mean, we were just being fucking idiots, and some of it's regretful. But it's just strange to me that, like, I that people like that I'm friends with, like you, yeah, had, like knew of me before we were friends. It's just, oh, it,
0: sure, it's, it's weird for me now too because I mean, we're not that different in age. It's not a big age mm-hmm. difference. But then when you're like 13, one year is a big age difference. Yeah, yeah you know. And, yeah, well, totally. we are probably like 14 or 15 when that happened, but yeah. young yeah. enough we're like. Seeing any person over the age of eighteen, like hanging out (laughs) and drinking a beer, we're like, dude, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. (laughs) Still at it, yeah. But But um, look at
2: look at it. Look at you now. You know you're now you're here. I am, baby. Drink beer on Zoom. Yeah, you're. I got
1: I got beans growing. I don't even have to pay for them. (laughs) I got a I got one cold beer.
0: I should. uh, It'd be funny if I like automatically snapped back, like regressed back to that teenage. I'm like dude you're so you look so cool right now drinking the beer bro (laughs) bro you look so tight Uh, no but uh, yeah it was like that was a really funny era to look back on um, of like kind of like the it was the boom of emo music uh, that era of emo I guess and like I mean what would you even call like the myspace era is what would you uh, yeah, call it? it's that
2: it's like
1: it, it, uh, uh, myspace definitely ushered in a whole new kind of music and i honestly at the time it was mostly referred to as fashion core yeah which is just like one of the worst oh. things you could ever ascribe to yeah that
2: sucks ever. yeah
1: um because it was all like it was all it it it's sort of like harkened back to the like the uh, the glam bands. Like everyone was now trying to be like really pretty and like really flashy and really flamboyant um, while still writing heavy music. And for me personally, the, the band that I saw do that first was 18 Visions, which is from Orange County, California. Yeah. So like, I, I remember seeing that and just being like, this is totally different than the tough guy hardcore that I've been listening to. So I, I actually really loved it. Um, but then all these other bands just kind of uh, you know grew out of that and tried to mimic what they were doing in my opinion. and it turned into just like this out of like this avalanche of egos in different bands because now they were like using hair straighteners and wearing makeup and and the fashion was front and center, and you know, the music was sort of secondary, which sucked as a fan of
0: music, well, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably why me and my friends all really uh were drawn to your band at that time because it was like it was also the tight pants era where like basically Mm -hmm. like skinny jeans weren't out yet but everybody we had all been wearing like jinkos and it was just in between (laughs) time where like tight pants were kind of becoming cool but Mm -hmm. people were buying girl like women's full on like a range of girls' jeans. Like you just like you buy women's jeans but like there, I mean, obviously it's the most ridiculous extent. Um, but yeah. you guys like, I mean, we just thought you looked cool without being like absurd about it. Essentially, well, yeah, without I think, my think that was guys. kind of the
1: the thing that um I felt most comfortable about my, I felt most comfortable with about my band was that like the guys that were in it that we were in it together and we just didn't take ourselves too seriously, but not to the point where we were trying to like satirize anything. We were just being, you know, exactly who we were. You know, so. Um, and I think that that's really what kind of gave us the longevity of it is that we really weren't sort of picking up on any of those trends or anything. We're just, no. we're just fucking making me hang out.
0: And your stuff like holds up too. And like pretty much nothing from that era holds up whatsoever. In my opinion, like yeah. there's like very few well, bands that were big back then that like actually hold up. Cause they usually were on some kind of gimmick that is very weird now.
1: That's what I was, uh, yeah, exactly. And I think, what well, um, A lot of bands don't realize is that, you know, honesty has that stamina and has that longevity, but people don't realize that when they're young. And honestly, we didn't either. It's not like we had a game plan of like, well, in 10 years or 15 years or 20 years, we're still going to like what we're doing now because we prefer to be honest about it. We didn't think about that, but all these bands that started like catering to the the trends and things i really feel like they got taken off course by the flashiness of it and they probably would have had longer careers and they probably would have written more t- timeless music had they just stuck with who they knew they were because i mean i i saw bands like just get fucking eaten up by like even major labels like that was um enormously in- influential band um and then they got sino major and they toured the food fighters and then the label dropped them like and then you know that sucks because they're fucking incredible but it's sort of like they tried to they tried to get steered away from it in order to get um, um a broader fan base which is totally understandable but it just wasn't uh wasn't a match for them but well, luckily like they're the, back
2: that's still something that labels do right is just like sign cool. people and then just immediately kill their career absolutely yeah absolutely absolutely
1: um it's you can't really step into that hole I, I mean it's a it's a landmine like you can't or it might feel like you can't go even anywhere near a major label because you have to tread so lightly and still while while treading lightly still be um aggressive enough to make an impact uh which is a very you know it's a it's a razor thin line to walk so i don't i don't know of any band really that's done it well um maybe
0: Fall Out boy it, oh like major, yeah, I mean, gone major
1: yeah gone major and like still been able to like write good songs and like be true to well, be they're like more, you know I yeah
0: mean. i guess but they're also like they don't sound anything they may as well be a different band now you know mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is just
2: like which is good i mean get the I think, get the bag. I mean, fallout boys still got it yeah i mean i mean it's a, like panic at the disco that's a situation where it's like what what is this well fallout boy yeah.
0: too i think is the same but also fallout boys from where i grew up I remember, mm. dude, I remember that band. Like, they were a band long, long, long before they blew up. Like Oh, yeah. Abso- yeah, that's what I'm saying. They,
1: like, put in actual work. Yeah. Like, they weren't just, like, this this media baby. Like, they really put in the fucking work. And, you know, their stuff is is still good. And they're just, they keep, honestly, like, that band went away for about eight, how long did they go away for? Maybe eight years or something? Like, can you think of another band in history that went from being, like, top of the charts fucking pop band taking eight years off and then coming back and just resuming their place at number one. Like yeah, that's the, pretty they, they had figured out how to come back and meet it, you know, in stride, which is
0: awesome. Um, Brandon, this is definitely a, you, you were not listening to the same music, but I assure you, me and Keith have some topics that'll pique your interest. Uh, yeah. Very soon. Yes. We want to talk oh, about the, the, the freaks, <laughs> the freaks of that era and Warp Tour. Yeah. Rest it's assured, perfect, Brandon, yeah. you know, <laughs> Uh, A a topic true to your heart, you know, near and dear Um, to the podcast as well. Yeah. Well, we'll get, I mean, well, that's the thing with that. um, That era came all with that era came all sorts of freaks. Um, (laughs) And there were so, so many. And I've recently had my memory jogged um, for a few reasons. You know, I'm bored during COVID. So I'm like, look, remembering bands and like going back and listening to stuff just Mm -hmm. to see like, Oh, what did they even sound like? I remember that band. And then yeah. that one photographer, Jerry Guzman, I think is his name, yep. has been posting like this huge archive of kind of like, you know, 2000 to 2010 era yeah. like shows. And, you know, the most striking thing about seeing those pictures to me is that in the music scene, like like the music scene back then, like w- everything was like all kind of together. Like, no matter what you listen to, it could be, like, completely different. You're all kind of, like, lumped into this, like, MySpace scene. And there's yeah. hierarchies of, like, somebody's the biggest loser. Somebody's super, super cool. Somebody's in the middle. Like, very extreme. And then you look back and it's like, oh, everybody looked ridiculous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. nobody was yeah. cool, actually. So, yeah. it's was kind of it, like... It. <laughs> I wish I knew that because it's like you may as I may as well have just done whatever I wanted and never worried one for one second because everybody's going to look dumb in eight years. It's like exactly
1: exactly. (laughs) And actually the only people that don't well not that they don't look dumb but they look the the least dumb are the people that were just doing what they wanted. You know those are the people that have have had this like sort of timeless like perpetual sort of just a good vibe, you know what I mean? And it was because they weren't really trying to look for a place to fit in. Um, which is very strange because the, the hardcore scene and the punk scene is, is where people go specifically to fit in. You know what I mean? That's at least like why I got into it is cause I, like I just didn't really, you know, I didn't really meld with, with anybody else in, in high school or any other groups or, you know, until I found like skateboarding and then it was the music came after that. So, you know, you get into the, this realm and, uh, you really, you stick out by almost not sticking out at all, um, which I feel like is, was probably the best. Should I wish I would have gone that way because I got into some really bad trends. But
0: Did you? <laughs> a, would you a say bell, you did? A
1: bell-bottom jeans. I had, I had boot-cut jeans, all right? I had fucking boot-cut jeans, and that's one of the most embarrassing things in my life.
2: You know, but everybody did a that's little better. bit. Yeah, that's better than, like, the jeans that were, like, <laughs> snug tight
1: yeah well i i feel like i can validate it to myself in just saying that like i was coming i was like getting out of the the jinko gene stage and moving toward the skinny gene stage but i just i started at the thighs and like went down so like like my
0: thighs are tight but my they flared (laughs) out
1: so i still had a little bit of both
0: i mean the theme the theme of everything (laughs) the theme of everything was that like you just really couldn't get what you wanted and it was mm-hmm. just barely starting where you could get it. Like music, I mean, you just were able to start downloading like Kazaa songs. Like before, mm-hmm. if you wanted to listen to like like any of the bands that I listened to in high school, I couldn't go and buy their CD at a local store. Like right. I would need yeah. to go like into the city and maybe they would have it Yeah, if I was lucky. Um, but yeah, I mean, MySpace and like the early music streaming i guess like or i don't even. what was it like down would do you download from a website yeah, lime kinda... LimeWire, and yeah. like napster
1: and so like yeah you just down i think just download it yeah. i don't even know if i remember streaming it
0: and so like that like cds and like brick and mortar music stores couldn't keep up with trends mm-hmm. um but the internet could and then same with like clothes like if if you saw something cool that you liked or if you wanted to wear like I mean, it sounds really lame saying this, but like if you wanted to wear like tighter pants or something, like yeah. you couldn't just like go buy those. Like you had to right. really, yeah. Now you have to find the right fit finally. Instead of just buying a size 43
1: waist when you're 15 years old, you know, you had to actually go get a nice fit. Um, it was hard. It was... Yeah. One of the stranger things to me was that like when I was growing up with hardcore, everything was like big and it was. I think looking back on it, because like you're a teenager and you know you're living with your parents and you're in the suburbs, but you you don't feel seen and you don't feel noticed and you know so you wear big things and it's all these enormous shirts, it's the the enormous pants, these enormous piercings, you know you get tattoos that are big and seeable, um, and it's just sort of like to stake your claim you know, in like the, the consciousness of whoever, like it, it's, if, even if you look ridiculous, at least people are looking at you because you feel like you're living a very mundane sort of life. So I get that showiness um, to it. And I, I think that that's really why it happened. But yeah, then it just started, it just went the other way, comp- the other side of the spectrum completely. Like now, instead of everything being enormous, everything's going to be super small and tight. And, uh, even if your body's not made for
0: it. Yeah. And like the side effects of just not like, like fashion now, if something <laughs> gets big on Instagram, like there's drop shipping companies in China that are like selling it the next day. Yeah. Like you can oh, get yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. Like It's too,
1: it's, it's very easy to get what you want. And I, I, I also remember like you said, I had, uh, I also had to go downtown to like get a, to a record store that would have anything that might've interested me. But I also just used to take my allowance and go buy tapes based on the, like the cover art. You know, I hadn't even heard of these fucking bands. So that's how I found uh, Dinosaur Jr., Gorilla Biscuits, uh, Sense Feels, like Iceburn. I remember just buying just because of I like the cover art. But then you're stuck with those fucking records for God, God knows how long until you can save up to buy more records. So you listen to them because you had to make yourself like them. Like, this is all the music I have right now. I don't want to listen to the yeah. radio. <laughs> I bought these CDs with my money. I have no money left. I'm going to fucking learn how to like this this music. So. <laughs> Um, even if you didn't like it, it became so imprinted on your, on your, your psyche that you just like, it's still, it's still there for me too. These bands I didn't even like, I still know the words of their songs, but it's just, it's a different thing because now with the internet, you just, if you don't like it, you move on and you don't learn to like it ever. You don't really give it a, a fair shake. So, uh, kind of
0: sucks. Yeah. Um, so the other, <laughs> there's a weird pivot, but yeah, the other thing I mean, what was weird to me, I, wa- I wanted to talk about the creeps and the freaks. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the freaks. Because oh, yeah. Cause yeah. I know, I are see Brandon sitting are we, are we over there. Are we
2: moving on from jeans talk? We're moving on from we can jeans as well, We can get off the denim riffing if you want. because you know, I mean, I, I, I could talk about jeans all day. I know you could. <laughs> yeah. No, like, literally, I have some, I mean, I've got some jeans insights. <laughs> are you a denim, are you like a denim, like a raw denim guy? Well, I no, I I don't know. I just have like I wear like two pairs of like dad jeans, basically, yeah. like you know. But I I was wearing jeans that were too tight for for a little too long. Yeah, I would say. But I I just remembered a specific uh traumatic open mic experience from early on where I did this show when I was like seventeen or eighteen, where I was the only I was the only white comic. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was the only white comic and I I went up. I had I was wearing my tight jeans and I had like an okay set or whatever. But then this guy, this comic comes up, his name's Jason Weems, very funny guy, but he goes up and then he's like, "Man, you see Brandon's jeans? I could see the content <laughs> of all that shit." I could see all. I could see everything happening in those jeans. <laughs> and everybody was laughing. Everybody was laughing at me. And he spent his whole set talking about how tight my how tight my jeans were. Dude, and that, that is really stuck dramatic. with me. Yeah, I was I'm I was surprised. in high school. I'm surprised
0: you stuck with the jeans, dude, and didn't switch over to the <laughs> yeah. Jenkos. That's I know. should
2: right to Jankos. I really should have should have stopped right then and there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're gonna
0: answer, but so right, there's, no Street, avoiding, yeah. Yeah, there's no avoiding yeah there's no avoiding uh this, stay on to this topic uh i mean so part of that era for me uh we were talking about like going into the city to get stuff i mean same with shows too i mean like for me it was like sneaking downtown or like kind of getting loose permission to go with like older friends and we would go to like in chicago we go to like fireside bowl or like bottom oh, lounge yeah. i've definitely seen mm-hmm. you play there but, yeah. um, I mean, the first ones I was going to, we were all pretty young and, um, I remember like, yeah, I would remember like bands that would come out and like, talk to like the girls we were talking to and, um, I would get like jealous, but also kind of think it would be cool. Cause I would like get to talk to the <laughs> bands, but they weren't interest- yeah. interested yeah. in talking to me. Um, and then, well, I don't want to name the band, but we'll probably talk about this band later without naming them their name specifically. But a certain, a okay. certain uh, screamo type band with very high vocals. Um, mm-hmm. the somebody from the band I remember like fully dating this girl that I was good friends with, and me and like whenever they would come to town, like I mean, she said it was her boyfriend, we were like 16 at really? the time, yeah, and like but we had a big, we had a big problem with it yeah but not for the right reasons we were just like bro yo
2: you're you're hogging all the good kids man because
0: like, <laughs> i was also a kid
2: <laughs> we we're just <laughs> mad that he wasn't dating you no we we're <laughs> no yeah well we are mad that he was
0: taking all the 16 year old girls from us because we're also oh, we us as 16 year olds we we're just yeah. like bro like we can't compete with this you know right and just like we we're mad on that level and like when he would come and hang out i wouldn't refuse to go like hang with our crew yeah um but yeah i didn't really like the age thing was like so far in the background i didn't even like it didn't even click with me but now you know as, as of course as soon as you become adult an adult you're like mm. what the fuck was that guy doing like
1: oh, d- driving yeah.
0: deep into the suburbs like he's driving like 35 minutes away like his band played a show he's going to the suburbs to hang out with a high school girl like yeah,
1: it's fucking man. insane yeah yeah you definitely don't realize it when 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 you're that young but like when you finally be, you know become an adult and especially when you have a kid like i have a, I have a daughter now and she's 4 and i'm mm-hmm. like you know uh, the idea that at at 15 she's going to be if she would ever date someone in a band that just it makes me like sick to my fucking stomach i yeah. mean it's so there's just such a disparity, even just on like a maturity level, like what the fuck wouldn't it like what, what what grounds do they meet on other than this guy just feels like his ego is being constantly stroked, you know, there, that has to be all there is to it. Um, and the, that I mean, that's that's probably a result of becoming so big on MySpace so fast, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, right. I think that I think that that is really, you know, that was probably the first time that anyone ever felt any sort of like internet celebrity or internet fame and what the fuck do you do not only do you not only what do you do with internet fame now because i I still wouldn't know how to ever deal with it but what do you do back then when the internet is brand new and all of a sudden you have like hundreds of thousands of plays on your song and people know the words to your lyrics that you've never even Play a show where they live anymore you know i mean I, I i think it just becomes like you think you're a fucking god all of a sudden so um and, and this is in no way excusing it but it was rampant back then because of that
0: yeah and i mean you you were touring for a long time with all sorts of a, a wide array
2: of weirdos um yeah I mean, we've talked I mean, I about guess this what before you do is just not fuck a 15 year old yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, so fucking, right? one. it's so easy to not
1: mm. fuck with the kids it's so easy just hang out with your homies and fucking you know play dice or something there's no reason that you're <laughs> fucking the kids and, oh, it's and it's fuck, crazy but at the same time if if you are touring like that and you realize that your fan base is younger then i mean things like warp tour are just a fucking i mean it's, it's like a
2: Oh brother! Exactly I mean, we've talked about I mean, this. I've it's called it's called, I've it's, it's talked, it's called Warp Tour for a reason. About, yeah, we've talked about this at length. I've said that it's called Warp Tour because of the the warped behavior that you, you see, <laughs> yeah. and it's not it's not even van it's not even sponsored by Vans. It's, it's called not. Vans. <laughs> it's called Vans Warp Tour because you know, get in the van. We got get. some warped vans. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, Warp Tour was a year was, that
1: it was. Actually I think there was a year that it was actually sponsored by um uh fuck, what were those really sour candies? War- Airheads? Wars- oh oh
2: Warheads. Warheads? War- was- warheads? Yeah. Yeah, it was but sponsored it was- by was- uh everywhere. Warheads and yeah. uh Aphibophilia. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> wow. Um I mean, yeah, it's
0: weird to it's weird to think back to that shit. I also, I mean, I'm also just laughing at like the absurdity of me and my 16 year old friends, like getting territory, just like literally not even thinking about the predatory aspect, just being like, bro, save some, save some of the good teenage girls for us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But
1: you know that it has to like cross those, those like perverts minds that like, not only are they uh, having their ego gratified by like the, the, the female underage fans, but like that they're making the, the guys jealous of all of them. You know what I mean? Like that's such a yeah.
2: twist. And I would twist probably if- but like boys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the <laughs> funny thing. Cause I would, I would feel a little, I mean, I'd feel bad talking about this. If the situation was, if I knew it was a real bad one, I think luckily, I mean, it was bad, but there, my group of friends back then was like, there was like three girls and like, 40 boys in a crew yeah. you know so yeah. i don't think like this guy's definitely predatory but i think the reality of all those hangs would be that he would like come and just get cock blocked by like 30 16 year old boys which makes it yeah. even more ridiculous it's just like dude what do you do why are you doing that to yourself <laughs> like, yeah yeah like, why are you going I, to I hang just, with these so boys? He would not
1: only just like come to hang out with the girl but he would come out to, to, to like hang out with all the friends too like I just picture just like he imagines that he's going to show up and everyone's just going to be like seated around him and he's just going to be, you know, exalted. But like, why would that be any, how is that fulfilling for fucking anybody? It's just so, I don't know. It's, it's really uh disgusting, but I think that that's what happens when you all of us, when you're a narcissist to begin with and then you get, this instant fame because of napster or, or
0: yeah i think we were like i think we were like 16 or 17 i knew we could drive so it was like yeah yeah i mean it's not like we were like 12 but right yeah. i mean right. all sorts of fucking freaks dude i think you know you know who i'm talking about but um. yeah
1: yeah speaking of which which i, I said we want to bring up today so the juggalos uh and icp oh that's players. yes. They declared uh Davey Vanity of uh Blood on the Dance Floor to be their number one uh like number one most wanted uh public enemy number one for the juggalos. Um and I think hold on if, have, you have, yeah, have you seen this? This something? is not have you seen the, this? this is not
0: the guy Did I was talking this? about, is but, about
1: this? Is this? This?
0: but uh, um, similar thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I didn't
1: personally witness anything when we, because we were on the Warp Tour with that. I mean, the 2012 Warp Tour lineup is just a fucking Mount Olympus of perverts. Like, <laughs> fucking, you have like Blood on the Dance Floor was there, and then you, and then Lost Prophets, which is the, one of the most disgusting s- stories I've ever heard of anybody from a band. But I just didn't, the, the, these people were not in my on my radar at all because uh, you know you kind of know what they're there for and it's just disgusting but you know then you feel bad it's like it's not that anyone was silent about it i just never went around them i never saw anything and it wasn't that i chose to not talk about it i literally never saw anything cuz i i they creeped me out even from across a parking lot i just wanted nothing to do with them um, and then, lo and behold, they're, you know, smoking meth and having sex with kids.
0: No, abso- just, yeah, oh absolutely. I don't think anybody would incriminate you for not knowing about the behavior of blood on the dance floor. Yeah. I <laughs> <I was laughs> keeping track um, but, dude, I'm sure touring back then was just like crazy. I mean, with like these. Yeah, it's just like it all was- sorts of like you could get fame, getting famous on MySpace like or any of those platforms back in the day. You, you had to be even like, you could, there is a chance of just being like normal and good, but there's also mm-hmm. like just completely deranged freaks that yeah. blew up. Back oh there. yeah,
2: totally. So and I mean, the, what's going on with blood on the dance floor.
0: Oh, here,
1: hold on. Let me find the tweet. So insane clown posse urged juggalos to inflict beatdown on blood on the dance floors, Davy vanity. Um, Whoa. They, they say that, hold on, let me see if uh, violent J Uh, took to the band's Instagram to call it Vanity, dubbing him a free-roaming, unconvicted fucking pedophile. Um, So yeah, and he was... uh, (laughs) uh, He uh, reported accusations of sexual assault and rape by at least 21 women. Many of the women were underage at the time of their alleged assault, with at least one as young as 14. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Whoa, whoa. Even Chris Hansen, the former host of To Catch a Predator, launched an investigation into vanity. No way. Wow. Whoa.
0: Well, yeah, Chris cool. Hansen's like, he's he's not on TV anymore, but he's doing his own investigations online, like a YouTube show. But he's like investigating yeah, wow. YouTubers and in like, like yeah. random yeah. seamsters now, which <laughs> kicks ass. I mean. <laughs> he's going to end up
1: being QAnon pretty soon at that rate. No, I mean. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like oh, showing up man. to a blood at the dance just, floor show <laughs> i didn't know what this guy fucking looked like oh yeah yeah i mean
0: zero surprises Ew, fuck zero surprises yeah, yeah. Well, so here's the thing
1: though too is that I honestly just thought that he was like um, sexually ambiguous, like amorphous sort of thing. Like he didn't really on it. Like he just cared more about like the theatrics of performing and that's what the band was about. I'm like, okay, well that's fucking Alice. Like Alice Cooper does that. You know, there's so many kiss does that. It's just a makeup and it's a character and it really has nothing to do with who they are as a person. But like the fact that like he's trying, he was trying to entice younger girls now in retrospect is just, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's something that like it's almost too unbelievable to to entertain the idea at first because it's so obvious that you're like, oh, there's no way that he's trying to look this way to get you, you, know, girls to like him because I just don't think he's interested in having yeah, sex yeah. with anyone. Yeah, like he's just a character. Yeah, but then it's yeah that's yeah. crazy
0: i know sorry <laughs> sorry we're talking about only this shit but it is great i mean what's crazy to me is that like you your band got lumped in with like these really fucking absurd yeah. caricature novelty bands you know oh yeah like yeah. the yeah. warp tour in general is just like huh like what are these what are they doing together all the and some of the tours <laughs> that you were probably forced on or whatever like i mean were you ever on weird tours
1: yeah um well we did Ozfest, which might sound now like a, a more perfect fit but it was actually probably the worst tour we've ever done like we couldn't have been more um unaccepted by the Ozfest crowd like i i wore like a fucking i don't know just like some ironic 80s band t-shirt and like i was getting spit on like it's just like everyone there is a very diehard metalhead and if you don't have the look and you don't have the sound and you don't like have the solos or anything then uh, they were very unwelcoming, but shows were starting at like night, like the first time um, the first time a band would play in the morning was nine 30, in the morning. That's crazy. You're having bands play. Oh and people were already fucking wasted at that <laughs> point. So that if you end up going on at fucking 6 PM, it's just a, uh, it's just a crowd of deranged maniacs, just, you know, drunk as and high as fuck who, you know enjoy heckling so dude, I mean nobody if, should be drinking remember,
0: like a Dunkin Donuts at Ozfest like <laughs> like that's way
1: too early like dude oh no they if they needed you early you know they'd bring you uh Jaegermeister oh so, man that was cool yeah. <laughs> uh, that I was how you idea. woke up. that was how you woke up to play uh 930 set at Ozfest um yeah we've done strange tours like that that don't seem like they would work uh newfound glory we toured with taking back sunday we we kind of just did in 2019 uh not 2019 2017 it was like the the best tour we've ever done so really we get along with bands that don't fit um uh that you would look at and be like this isn't going to work and it it absolutely works which i think is why we were such a mainstay of warp tour um was because like it does sort. It does work when you actually see it in, in context, to so like play with all these, you know, different sort of genre bands. But um, yeah, I, I mean, my my experience I worked through was nothing but positive. It was really good to like get uh, in front of kids that probably wouldn't pick up your music because you're a fucking forty year old man with a beard and like, you know, you know what I mean. Like, they're not looking. We don't have any radio play or any video play on, you know, Vice or MTV at the time, but. Um, they come out and they they were very open to it so i and i think that unfortunately that like willingness that openness of the crowd is what led to so many fucking perverts being able to just capitalize on it like these kids are experiencing something totally new and they don't realize that just by being vulnerable to just new music that they're becoming vulnerable to people with really bad
2: intentions yeah
0: you have um you have a story that I told you to, this was a funny one, right? I mean, like you have a story yeah. I told you to say for this one, but it's about, yeah. this is actually about, and I'm not going to say who this is. Cause I, you know, it's an old, I I, I don't want to say who it is, but um, yeah, okay. I think it's yeah, about I the same see- guy, right? That I was talking yeah, about. Same
1: guy, same guy, oddly enough. So we were playing in 2013 uh, in Australia. Uh, it was a tour called big day out, which was just like a dream come true. They, they, promoters like put you up on like rooftop suites every band member gets their own fucking room That's everything's paid for it's just the perfect tour um unfortunately it doesn't happen anymore but and so we were on it with like like band of horses and like the chili peppers and yeah yeah yeah, Yeahs and stuff and it wasn't a huge lineup so we were like really really thankful to like be invited but they would do all these like sideshows shows after the main ones where like bands would sort of play in different clubs around the town in australia and uh, one of those we were playing and um, we had all kind of emptied out of our dressing room and we went to like the m- sort of main hang area where there's like an open bar or whatever. And um, I remember thinking like, Oh, I don't, I don't know like when the next time we'll, I'll be able to shower cause we had to travel the next day. So I'm going to go take a shower back in the room that we had left. So I go back and room's totally empty. Lights are off. Uh, I go in the shower and I'm getting out of the shower and I hear someone coming in and talking and like kissing and I'm like, Oh Jesus, like this is going to be like really weird. They obviously don't know I'm in here. Uh, and, uh, I kept hearing like kissing. I'm like, if, if, if it's one of my band guys, I don't want to like embarrass anybody. You know what I mean? And if it's a guy, I just don't want to make anybody feel weird. So I was just trying to be very, very quiet. And I heard the, uh, I it sounded like there was some sort of argument of like, how far do we go with this moment? And I'm like, Oh my God, this is fucking terrible. I'm like cowering in the shower. Yeah, You're still in the shower uh, like, this just, whole time. Yeah. Just wait. I just needed an out. And I was like, they're going to fucking find me. This is so, I don't know who I didn't recognize any of the voices. So I was like, I don't know who the, this could fucking be any, this could be Anthony Kiedis for all I know. <laughs> I have no fucking <laughs> idea who's out there, it's going to be terrible. So I'm like cowering in the corner and, um, yeah, I I heard the 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 woman like I don't know if I should do this like I have a boyfriend sort of thing, and oh. uh, the guy was like don't he's he's like don't you realize who I am, and she's like yeah but like that doesn't really matter like I I just don't feel good about this, and then he went on to pretty much recite what you would read on a Wikipedia page of himself like all the bands he's been in how many records he sold oh uh, man yeah it was disgusting and I actually started to, um, oh, I took a voice no. call of it under the door. So like I had it all on, on voice. Oh, do we have the audio? I don't have it. It was an old phone, but I did play it Fuck. for his bandmates who I found out hated him and they, uh, loved it, uh, because it was so shamelessly self-promoting and eventually she's like, yeah, that doesn't really matter to me at all. And then she left and that, that was it. Um, and I got to escape without being seen, but Yeah. It's the same guy that Jack's talking about. And uh, he is an uh, enormous narcissist and even in private. So. uh,
0: And this is not, the funny thing is that like, not even that big of a band really. No, not at all. Not at all. It's like he,
1: yeah. I mean, he had all of his stats almost memorized so that he could sort of rifle them off at any time, which was.
0: Stats like couldn't have even been that cool. It would have been like, my (laughs) band has like eight hundred thousand MySpace friends. Yes, you know, like, exactly. Oh, like yeah. That, I like believe
1: that. the MySpace fans was one of the stats that he was no. <laughs> Oh
0: man. Yeah. Really like, gross. Like gross. I really gross. Stuff. Yeah, if I named the if I named the name, I'd say probably only like twenty five percent of the people listening would even know who I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. And that's and that's and we what's have a pretty niche too, audience. It? Like too. it's
1: not it's not even anything that really sprung from any sort of like profound accomplishment it was just like this flash in the pan thing that you knew he was capitalizing on and you knew a lot of these people were trying to capitalize on and just trying to do everything they could to to keep that flame going um but uh, luckily that flame died out and we don't have to hear from these people anymore
0: was that like the worst person you met from bands of that era or were there other like legends uh, I, I think the that kind. guy was, he, yeah, he was
1: definitely <laughs> one of the worst. Um, because like something that I, 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 I realized, especially lately with like the, you know, the, the conservatives and, and the GOP being just such advocates of like this grievance culture and people are like really sh- kind of shocked that so many people are making their identity uh based around how many grievances they have and how much wrong has been done to them but i'm like that's fucking that's the scream i was like that's what emo was like yeah it's, it was just about brandishing uh some sort of like purple heart of how much you had been wronged and wounded and like that is really that's what that always was so um people like the the, the gentleman that we're talking about was one of the the louder voices in talking about like how depressed he was all the time and how sad he was. And it was just a, a ruse to just get people to feel sorry for him. Uh, you know?
0: That's one of the main things that doesn't hold up for a lot of that music. And like me music that like only could have worked if you're listening to it in high school, I think. Yes. Um, is like some of it I'll listen and you know, shit may, maybe I didn't really even like at the time, but like, we'll go back and revisit That's just so melodramatic where it's just like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, and stuff that just sounds like, you know, beyond like talking about like cutting out like Uh. the tongue of a woman who like broke up with them. Like, (laughs) you're supposed to be sad. Like, like, what are you talking about? What? Also, you're probably talking about a teenage girl that broke up with you, too. (laughs) Uh Huh? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the violent imagery, of, uh, especially of like, you know, at the time, probably a 16 year old girl that had wronged you, you know, it's just uh it's <laughs> fucking sick. Like, it's really sick. Uh, but I, I don't really feel like I ever ascribed to that. And I. Oh, I, no, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I felt like that was really phony when I saw it. So I never. <laughs> never
0: no. Yeah. Well, I mean, no this is only relevant because it was a, a similar era that i knew you had first uh first person contact with
1: yeah um, yeah and no and then th- and that's the thing too is that like a lot of these people were fucking serious about that shit which is even worse is like they were so high on their own farts that like they just believed that they had a right and a, and a platform to sort of take out all this like weird teenage aggression in like violent form with hardcore and and punk, which was, you know, it seems violent from the outside, but it's obviously a very loving community. Um, But I I think that there was all this misguided anger um, and uh, misguided, like self-awareness. And these people just, like I said, they just got, they got too far up their own asses. And then they realized that that was what was getting them fans. So they, you know, tried almost tried to make themselves more depressed and tried to like really, Um, make themselves more uh, aggrieved at imaginary people which is I remember I mean that's what now that works for a lot of people
0: I remember one of the bands I was in in high school like uh, our singer when he would get broken up with he would like write his like songs and we would like want his girlfriend to dump him again be like dude we gotta get Joe 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 needs to write another song I hope she dumps him (laughs) <laughs> I mean, literally. I like love the 14, idea of like s- seeking out
1: some sort of emotional pain just so you can like finally write like one good lyric.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, like paying her to dump him, even like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, not and everybody was free. There's a lot of good bands uh from that MySpace era and the surrounding that are still that were really good then and are really good now, though. And um, mm-hmm. yours is one of them. So I don't well, like, I, I feel bad, like making. Oh, no, no, no. I, do. About this, Look, so. I, I, I see us
1: as like we've every time I just run a through line, uh, of, you know, in, in 20 years and we've definitely seen bands come and go. We've been associated with bands that didn't really uh, make an impact on us. Um, some of them did, but you know, it's just been a fucking interesting thing because we've, we've never had the, like the success to do anything That would have taken us out of this realm. You know what I mean? Like, so we've always kind of had like boots on the ground as far as like what's what's coming up now and like what kids are into. And we've managed to be on the road with some of them. So uh, I really like where we're at, like my perspective on things and like the level of our band. Like, I don't want to I don't want to be so far removed that like, you know, I don't associate with hardcore bands, obviously, because it's kind of it's just the world I like. But I do manage to not um, fuck children.
0: Oh, okay. We're proud of you, man. Respect. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> you know, what were your, what were your favorites from that, that era of like bands you tour with and friends with? Um,
1: as far as like the screamo, uh, era, like I, like I love Thursday or whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, I like
0: Thursday a lot too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I really like them. Um, I feel like I got, I got a bad impression of like what screamo bands were. Um, I know that like Norma Jean, like the original Norma Jean, um, with Josh as the singer was it was kind of considered screamo but I never really thought them to be. Um I, you know I I don't know. I, I now it's almost sort of like I, I I can't even really think of a band from that era that I would still listen to. Oh, Blood Brothers? Oh, oh yeah. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um and they were that was that was very screamo. I just had a dream about Blood Brothers last night. Really? What was I it did. about what was the dream? I had a dream. I was watching the Blood Brothers play last night. That's okay. That's hilarious. So yeah. There it is. We have manifested it. That's about it. Thursday and Blood Brothers, I think. Maybe.
0: I saw you guys tour with, um, like, th- oh man, it dies today. Oh um, yeah, Scarlet and
1: Black Dahlia Murder.
0: Black Dahlia Murder. I saw. Oh, I don't remember where that show was, but I vividly remember going to that show because. Uh, that, was that
2: was an
1: interesting tour. Um, because it dies today was had was like fresh off a tour with 18 visions so they were all dressing like 18 visions but like we knew them because they're from buffalo and yeah Fat fashion corps wasn't from buffalo um it never really made a made a splash um and black dahlia murder is still like just a gnarly thrash band
0: they're still going
1: um, yeah yeah they're still going so um it was a strange time i don't think anybody really knew where they fit in but it was also the time where it's like just fucking everyone just wanted to play shows, you know, so it didn't even matter. And everyone wanted to see shows, too. So it didn't even matter who the fuck was on the bill. Like you go and you're going to have fun. It's fucking five dollars a ticket. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that was a, it was a simpler time.
0: That was me and my friends Some would forth. take the train downtown and like go to like really gnarly ones, too. I mean, when Converge would come to town, like everybody would go like yep. everybody yeah. and barely make they it were, home because we were yeah, like were, children that, in the- like a serious mosh bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's one of the bands I was going to say That I think when I found Converge I thought they were a screamo band uh, But, you know, obviously As um, as as the years have gone on I've realized just how incredible they are And they're not
0: screamo No, of course, yeah Well, I mean, at that era, everybody called everything screamo Yeah, yeah There's yeah, purists listening to me. us right now That are, like, getting so mad Like, you know, being like, that's mm-hmm. not screamo I'm sure, but yeah. everything That was, like, the all-encompassing term I feel like back then
1: yeah i can't really think of a lot of i i feel like every screamo band was on ferret records Mm -hmm. uh which was the label that we were on at the time so i think that's probably why we got lumped in but if you look at just look at the Ferret records roster from like fucking 2002 um and that's gonna be a a a bevy of
0: uh, oh i think i had a ferret Records shirt
1: yeah with the gun they're awesome they're he's still like carl uh that ran ferret is, is still a very good friend of mine and he is now like our kind of like secondary manager too. So he's he's still in it and he's fucking great. But
0: oh, I'm looking at the lineup right now too. What's up? I'm I'm going through the lineup right now. Oh yeah, there's like I mean this is there are so many bands on this.
1: Yeah, yeah. I Need to see. I need to see this.
0: Poison the well still holds up in my opinion. Still amazing. Still yeah. yeah. The Bronx, uh, some of their albums still hold up to me. Were you friends with them? Yeah.
1: yeah. The Bron- yeah they're they're amazing their guitar player Joby d- has done like our last two uh layouts for our, our records
0: yeah um Nora. i mean remembering
1: never oh my gosh these fucking bands <laughs> i mean from autumn to ashes and st- a static lullaby might have been in, as far as i was concerned like the top of the screamo pile but yeah um, It's interesting, too, because there's supposed to be the uh, Furnace Fest this summer that obviously has gotten postponed. But it was just sort of like a a, uh, like a a showcase of reunited screamo bands like from Ashes was going to be on it. And um, a lot of these bands that people haven't heard of in years. And I just I just wonder, like, do do people want to go back to that time? Like, do people want to revisit those those years of of Fashion Core? And I'm not.
0: I don't know. I think it'll be you know, it's like a hit or miss situation. I'm I'm yeah. down to bring some some of these bands back. Some maybe yeah. need to go you know, stay there, be locked away. Yeah, I, mean, I, I agree. I think we both know a couple of specific ones need to be locked. Re- oh yeah, li-
1: I mean, they literally been, they locked away. Arrest- they should have been arrested on. We've site. Talked
2: about those <laughs> need to be literally locked away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, I mean yeah. the the only screamo I'm familiar with is uh the comedy rants of Lewis Black. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, he was on Fair Records for a while, I think. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he loved to scream. I could have, I could have also made that joke with uh, with Sam Kinison. I was Sam kinda, Kinison for a screamo. I actor. was kind of, I was thinking like, oh, which which way do I go with this?
1: Paul, Paul McCartney was honestly a big screamo artist, I think too. Like back in, the, I mean, when the Beatles were <laughs> first on, he was screaming. The first that, screamo that man. Band? Was screaming. He was screaming. <laughs> yeah, he introduced it. I think he was the first screamo. <laughs> superstar yeah he's the first screamo billionaire
2: (laughs) (laughs) so brandon how do you know keith just twitter yep yeah that's how i yeah we know each other via twitter you don't have to you sound you're ashamed of that you don't have to be ashamed of that i have no 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 i have so many real life friends
1: now that i met on twitter more than i like i have I, I have more long term friends from Twitter than I have from in actual life in Buffalo.
2: Well, no, I mean totally. A, a lot of a lot of good friends. A lot of yeah. good friends. A lot of a lot of friends and lovers. <laughs> well, Keith, you know? did you have like? Weren't you
0: like pursuing a writing career or, like before the band? I know you've written books now, but like, wasn't that was that the original plan? Didn't you go to school? Yeah, for that? that was the
1: original plan. Then the band came up. Um, that happened, and then just I mean. I don't know if this is relevant to the conversation, but like just recently, like I, I I've started like trying to do screenplays and 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 you know write for TV and um, and the internet and uh, I was really on on track with like f- actually fucking getting something very good together and then the pandemic hit and then it all fell apart. So, um, but we had like you meetings know. and I, I was flying out to California oh, to, to meet with um a, a, a I don't wanna really say specifics here because i don't know if it's common knowledge but but like a comedy idol of mine had started his own production company and the first project that he wanted to do was a project that i had written with with a friend of mine um and that was all going great uh and it was music related and it was about you know a band on tour and then the pandemic hit and he's like nobody even knows what touring is anymore like there's no (laughs) way that this is a great time so it was uh pretty yeah it sucked it really sucked um but yeah, that's something I'd like to pursue very much. Hopefully, this will end soon. I go back.
0: You're kind of like separately big on Twitter. I feel like you have. I, I, mean, mean, I mean, you know, I, really I do not Like I independent from the band, yeah. you know, you're posting. Yeah, you and Brandon <laughs> like really do know each other just from Twitter. Like I think Brandon, yeah. like, you knew him as a poster.
2: That my my ex was like a, a big Every Time I Die fan. Is that why? Is, that why, I remember- that? is that why she's? What's that? That right. yeah i was like it's too loud (laughs) um no but yeah i remember when we uh started i think we were talking on twitter and she was like what whoa 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 awesome you know let's go That's weird. Yeah. That's weird to me. I I have no problem like meeting
1: men online. <laughs> like it's I'm, it's totally oh, cool. Yeah. And, like going through and then being. But, I'm really I'm I'm really good at meeting men online. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I and I mean the thing about it is too uh, that I'm very lucky is that I can too, tu- You know, when I was touring, I could actually meet the you know meet the people that I only knew from Twitter, which is awesome. Yeah. And and honestly, a hundred percent of the cases, it has been awesome. There's never been a time where I was like. This guy's way better online than he is in person, you know. It's always been, yeah.
2: Uh, I've met a few of those. I loved meeting at Dogboner at Nashville Zanies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) At Dogboner was the first man I met in real life from online. He was the first, he was my first Twitter date.
2: Hale, baby, yeah,
1: yeah, he was my first Twitter date. That's and it was at a warp tour in like 2016. I think,
0: by the way, I do think it's funny that you're like. You're like overcompensating being like, yeah, you know, I'm really, I'm not one of those MySpace ephemophilia freaks. In fact, I'm, I do the opposite. Yeah. Uh, I, I just use the internet to groom adult men to hang out with me.
2: Yeah, that's what I do.
1: Yeah. I, I
0: pick up adult
1: men. I prey on adult men online. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I just go, I use it yeah, only heard, to meet friends. I heard friends. you were grooming dog boner. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> grooming adult <laughs> men to hang out
2: yeah. with you? Yeah. <laughs> <I really laughs> grooming don't. a 35-year-old man to become your friend? <laughs> <laughs>
0: so it's like, hey, so... Uh, what kind of grill do you use? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Allegations have surfaced that Keith Buckley has been buying 30 something men lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I think I did buy him lunch, actually. <laughs> yeah, but
0: yeah. That, what would that process be? Like, what would be the Dude, process this is, of doing That grooming would be a great premise man? for
1: a horror movie, too, though. Like, just like. A, <laughs> Uh, like a guy online that preys on other adult men by seeming seeming like agreeable and fun.
0: Yeah, just trying to chill. Kick it. Yeah, that's all he wants to do is chill. Yeah, talk cars.
2: <laughs> come through. Oh, I got a problem with my Trans Am. Maybe you could come through. And, you know. <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk a horror, the horror angle. Uh-huh. Maybe he's like, oh man, like I love grilling, mm-hmm. you know. And then he's fucking grilling. He's grilling his victims. Body parts. Yeah. That's
1: it. Yeah. And then he's like feeding the other friends from Twitter that those body parts that he meets in in the next
2: town. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. He he actually does bring the community together, but it's through uh cooked (laughs) and flavored human meat.
0: Yeah. Well, (laughs) I mean, Brandon, you were making fun of my tweet talking about this, but last night I was thinking about. Surely, I feel like there's gonna be a true crime podcaster at one point that like starts doing crimes just so that he could like do a podcast about them, you know? Oh, oh. yeah, well, that's dude. a plot no, for that, a movie. That, that I want to
2: do. I I wasn't making fun of the premise. Oh, the premise I have Yeah, yeah. Well, you said something about like oh when the you meant to say when the bubble bursts, and you said. Uh, when the podcasting bubble Burts. I know I left that message. <laughs> this man, this man wrote he bubble he bursts. <laughs> it's true. I cha- I I I saw you. Yeah, I I uh I think you saw it. You like, I changed your contact in my phone. I saw it <laughs> to bubble burts. I saw it. I like.
0: I have so many typos all the time, and I don't recognize. This them. man said bubble burts. So I left He's it amazing. up, and I got fried from you. I'm like, I woke up. I saw it at 1 p.m. like way too late. (laughs) The damage was done. Like there's no... It's uh, putting a typo and like being put
1: on blast for having a typo in a tweet is almost at for us, the level of like having a nude leaked in like the late, uh, like the late 2000s. Like it's so fucking humiliating and you will never live it down ever, ever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I mean, I have nude leaks uh, (laughs) every week pretty much if that's the case because...
2: I have a lot of typos. I'm deleting tweets constantly. But I mean <laughs> I mean we are bubble birds to me that is showing cock and balls on the computer. Yeah. Sure. Typing bubble burts. Yeah. This man said bubble birds.
0: I'm sorry. Yeah. That's not why I brought it up. It's I didn't bring this like up. I wanted to
2: talk about true crime, bubble Brandon. Births. Here
0: I am getting flamed again for my typo.
2: Oh yeah, you can talk about you can talk about no true crime. Drew Kri- uh, the bubble birds is pretty funny. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> bubble Birds. No, I typed it on purpose because I knew it'd be funny. <laughs> so actually I typed it on purpose. You're the idiot,
0: honestly. I'm. <laughs> oh damn! I'm doing a new type of comedy. I got it's
1: funny trolls. though too that like now like now. Uh, you can actually get away with typos because it in my head when i read a typo i'm like is that like a mike hudson tweet like is he like intentionally doing that to like be silly yeah so you can sort of claim that like it's plausible deniability of like no no no, i obviously meant to do the typo that's why it's oh fun. yeah it's, yeah
0: totally yeah, but um not bubble words that yeah. was an honest mistake <laughs> um oh but what, i mean i did <laughs> I have been thinking about the true crime pods a lot lately, but there's so many freaks that listen to these like true crime podcasts. Yeah. And like, I don't know if you've ever listened to them. Well, like the number one Patreon now is like some new true crime podcast. Brandon just informed me of like the number one true crime obsessed or something like that. I've never listened to it, Really, but it's so weird. It's like a weird way to make money um and Yeah, it's uh it's got to get pretty dark. I mean, I
1: like I, I tried listening to a few like Sword and Scale ones. That guy's um, a freak. Which are really really bad. Like I, I mean, bad in the sense of like it's usually just like a lot of kids being murdered and stuff. It's just shit I don't want to hear about. It, you know, it's just like um,
0: not oh, old she still cases. Had... They're like oh, new. sorry, go ahead. Some of them are from like a year ago. Like the victims are like trying to get over it and and the right. other podcaster being like here's their 911 call uncut yeah. for 35 minutes this is the yeah. whole podcast
2: like, uh, <laughs> like
0: yeah it's too yeah do harsh. you still
2: have that do you still have that audio clip of like it was Sword and Scale where he's he's talking about like a very brutal child murder and then immediately is like Chrissy Teigen loves recipes. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a new cookbook with all of her recipes. <laughs> I definitely
0: have it somewhere, but yeah, that's the other thing is that they have like no bit ability to pivot. But yeah, but like really, there's like so many of these fucking podcasts, and like how many good crimes are there? I don't. There, I can't. No, I mean, you're at some point, out.
2: you're
1: going to run out of good
0: crimes.
2: I would say zero. Yeah, no <laughs> good personally.
1: Crime. There you go. Brennan. I would say
2: fucking zero crimes i don't think any like i hate them all. i hate crimes yeah just some crimes are better than others though well like the
1: new unsolved mysteries i i like i don't even know that, why they're calling it unsolved mysteries there's no fucking host you need robert stack yeah well, you at least need a host it's just, now now it just looks like any other dateline episode which at least has a host
0: i do like the new unsolved mysteries though i used to watch that as a kid i loved it as a kid yeah. it slaps the new one's pretty good the only flaw of it is I get real sucked in and I want to know more and yeah. the the flaw in the format is that I know that they're all unsolved. I'm not going to get an exact. answer. they tell you, they tell you the end as before you even start. You know you're not going to you're not going to be satisfied.
1: You're never going to have a fulfilling ending. Um yeah, it sucks. I don't I don't want to feel that way.
0: But the UFO one they did is good. I'm a UFO. I got to watch it.
1: I just watched the first episode today uh, about that The dude that like vanished, and they found a hole in the top of the garage or something. Like his car was parked.
0: I haven't watched the first one. I've been going out of order. Brandon, did you watch Unsolved Mysteries back in
2: the day? Uh, no. I think my my mom did. My mom was always into the into all. Oh, it's a perfect mother son bonding type show. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I
1: feel like maybe they should have solved. They should have uh, solved some of the mysteries. From the last show before they started this.
0: See, one. I like where your head's at because oh, I, yeah. I want to come it? back
1: with solved mysteries where they talk, they do a show about mm-hmm. the old unsolved mysteries and how they finally. Because yeah. now we're just adding more loose ends. See,
0: this is you, you're talking about. Want to get into Hollywood? That's yeah. an idea oh. right there. I'm gonna,
1: that's can a, I live with you. That's is a that cool advice. Live with you.
0: Yeah, you want to come out? And, <laughs> yeah, it's A billion dollar on. idea. <laughs> once this, uh, once this shuts down, we're walking into the CIA with that and. Let's do a solved mysteries checks.
1: podcast where we actually just talk about unsolved mysteries that have been solved.
0: Yeah, we're solving ourselves. Yes. It'll be easy, yeah, bro. Let's just solve all these crimes, dude. Dude, what how hard
1: for you <laughs> to solve a mystery? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: i legitimately want to.
1: I do too. I think uh I think there's a lot of, but we could do like the most mundane mysteries, like, you know, a fucking uh, a car has been you know, a car has been stolen. small,
2: small, uh, like small, small claims court.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I got a we ordered a tacos a few weeks ago and um, one of the tacos came and it was just full of black beans, nothing else. And there's no chance that we had ever ordered. there's no chance that any other human being had ever ordered this. It was a ton of black beans in a burrito shell. And I, th- the, uh, uh, thus arose a mystery, like yes. who the fuck made this, and did they really think that this any any human being would eat something like this? So we could go solve so- stuff like that if you want.
2: Oh, you didn't f- solve it though. This man he didn't be... still this- unsolved. Oh still wow, unsolved. my
0: yeah. I realized I had a good mystery that I think I solved. Um, <laughs> apples started appearing in my yard, my in the uh-huh. same position, um, with like one bite taken out of it only. And really? they would appear in the same spot like a lot. And I don't know if I've quite solved it, but I at least found the apple tree that they uh-huh. come from. Like it's like across the street, up a hill a little bit. And um I think birds are like fucking with the apples. It was a huge mystery for a while. We're like, dude, who's throwing apples in our yards? Do they have like, like teeth marks in it? Yeah, but like they're rotten enough where you can't tell. That's the other thing. Yeah. They're kinda of like rotted. Uh-huh. So it's like, wait this has been here for a while, but it's just like, I think this is exactly the type of mystery we need to solve. I know like, this is exactly it. Cause it's really, it's really innocent. But at the same time, if you're thinking about a human doing it, it's like, wait, why is one person throwing one apple into our yard? Like for a right. whole year. Yeah. What? It seems <laughs> in the same spot. It seems intentional. Like that's even, that's creepy. That's really creepy. Yeah, maybe. It is. Like,
2: yeah. Who,
0: who did that? Well,
2: I don't... I think I figured it out. What the I, hell? I think it's birds. <laughs> some guys just throwing an apple in your backyard. Some, some guy is eating one bite out of an apple and throwing yeah. it into your backyard. Front yard. I, I didn't do that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're just chewing an apple at my house while I sleep.
2: I just miss being over here. I just yeah, listen, I'll solve that mystery for you right goddamn now. Yeah, you start he, chewing. You just your see apple.
1: Brandon like take a bite out of an apple and chucking it off, off screen, like 20 times during the recording.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> Well, I think that's as good of a time uh, as ever to end this one. Perfect. Keith.
1: And I mean, really think about this because I think it would be fun to do moving forward.
0: All right. Well, dude, thanks for thanks for coming on. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for love sharing you guys. Stories <laughs> thanks and, for uh, having me.
2: Oh, any plug? Any plug for Road? No. Nope. <laughs> we, <All have>, right. <laughs> we have a new record recorded
1: that we can't put out yet because we can't, we're, we can't tour. So I, every time I die, oh. dot
2: net or something. I don't even Damn. know. Whatever. Yeah. At, I mean, every time hell yeah,
0: I mean, I'm going to yeah. I'm going to after this, I'm going to go try to find that video of you guys uh, chilling in your in the backyard. I think it's the called I think it's called at home
1: with every time I die.
0: OK, yeah. I'm going to go. I'm yeah. going to see if it's still also well, if
1: you haven't seen it. The shit happens mini series that we did like on the uh, on the Internet is re- I just went back and rewatched it. It's pretty good. So, OK, I'd recommend that.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again. Right, um, Keith Buckley, thanks for coming on.